You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys, girls, ladies, gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. Dan Delatory. Just getting hey. prepped in the background here. My bad. <laughs> Gotta prep the back sometimes. Pause. Uh, same yeah. morning, same time. Welcome back, fellas. How y'all feeling? Monday morning. Monday evening. Monday afternoon, I would say. One of the three. One Wherever the three. you are around the world, we, we do have a big population that listens to us in the Philippines and Indonesia. Mm. So every Monday I get a report that tells us where we charted or whatever. Uh, the number 16 overall uh, sports podcast in the Philippines last week. Not bad. Not bad. Not Big bad. country, huh? Shout out to you guys. How was everybody's weekend? Not bad at all. Um, let's start with Nick. Nick, how you looking like you're itching to tell us what your weekend was about. So how was your weekend? No, weekend's fine. Nothing big going on. I'm still... Uh... I still have my weekends until mid-February when baseball starts, so uh, enjoying having weekends before uh, every single one is booked until June. I you're you're bored or, or later, right? Yeah, well, I mean, June would be the College World Series. Dan got okay. the big the big stuff going on, man. How was your birthday weekend? It was great. Daniel? It was great. Uh, I, was, I was I was hopeful you guys would ask. It went well. <laughs> I started with Nick on purpose, man. I tried to, you know, I know it was low, good. The low light side of the way, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had a had a great weekend. Uh, big birthday on Saturday. Want to thank a lot of the listeners of this program. We raised one thousand and fifty dollars for cancer research for my birthday, so that's pretty awesome. Um, also. Um, want to shout out Brooke. She took me to a, uh, a glass blowing class um, before we met up with some friends. Uh, we made wine glasses, so that was a, a ton of fun. So going to go pick up the final product uh, here pretty soon, but you you play with glass and heat. I uh, had a great time. So uh, so appreciate to her. Got together with a bunch of friends uh, downtown St. Pete on Friday or Saturday, pardon me, and it was just you know, it was just a day, you know, another great day here in uh, the Tampa Bay area. The weather was elite and uh, shout out to uh, to that group of people uh, that were there. So great birthday on to 36. And we'll try to make this one the uh, the best year ever. Yeah. Always got to make the next year your best year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you yeah, feeling? You feeling older? How, you, how 36 feel? I please? am. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. Getting a little older, uh, but just got to. Eat right, keep working out, and then just you know keep uh, keep living the dream. You know what I mean? Can't make changes now. Is the birthday crew dwindling down a little bit, or like what's that like? Yeah, this year there was uh, there was a, a good group, probably 17, 18 people that we met up with throughout the night, different times. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean you know life gets in the way, people move around. It's a little harder to uh, to get together with friends, but uh, appreciative of them. Uh, for getting together, as you know, when you start to introduce kids and other things, and you know, when you're, you're talking about taking up a potential whole weekend day, that becomes a uh, a bit of a challenge as you get older. So, very appreciative uh, of them for for giving that day up for me. And and yesterday, just re- as you can imagine, just just kind of relaxed a little bit. Yeah, it's a tough number, Dan. I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, 
what jersey number this would be. Pulled up uh, famous number 36 is not a great it list. Uh, you've got uh, no, did he wear 36? This is just uh, what is this? This is NBA. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Shaq with the Celtics. Whoa, okay. Uh, Rasheed Watch. Wallace, is your Rasheed Wallace here? I don't know if I want that. Okay, uh, I don't know. Marcus, I don't know how that Marcus might smart end. year. Say what? Your Marcus Smart year? It wasn't Jerome Bettis thirty six, if I remember correctly. That's what Silk said. Now I'm going. Uh, that was. Oh, I was I only I looking at. Yeah, I was only so looking Bettis. at. Uh, I was only looking at basketball players there. There might be a, a number of hockey goalies that were number thirty six. Yes, Mark Richter was number thirty six. Tony Esposito. I rolled the bus, man. The probably bus go with team. probably go with Jerome Bettis instead. Yeah, yeah, go with Jerome Bettis. All right, one, two. Um, Blake said a rabbi once told him that 36 is the best age, something to do with Jewish mysticism. So shout out to Blake's rabbi friend. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, we're going <laughs> to approach this year with that. I want to give a shout out to D, who in the comments before the show asked when the roll-up was coming back. Uh, stay tuned for a big announcement in the next we're couple on, of weeks. Sh- yeah, we're on a short hiatus, man. We got a chance to interview Chris Johnson. We got some absolute studs we're going to be interviewing, uh, some legends, some stars, Pro Bowl weekend. We're going to be doing some content up in Orlando as well. Uh, but we're going to be on a short little hiatus. When we come back out, you likely won't see us regularly on a format like this. Most of the time, we're going to probably be in a setting like Pivot and I Am Athlete, those guys on the couch kicking some vibes. So. Stay tuned, man. We appreciate all the love. Uh, real quick, uh, let me take us off the rails before we get yes. on the rails too far. Um, just a yes or no. Uh, Applebee's is offering a subscription date night pass. Hmm. 200 bucks. The pass covers roughly a year of weekly date nights, according to the company. Uh, <laughs> you can only get up to $30 of food and non-alcoholic beverages per use. Are you buying? Scam. Are so you buying $200? Are you so buying you the would... uh, Club Apple? All you can eat as long as it's under $30 and there's no alcohol pass. So you would, you would have to go seven times in a year. I haven't been to Applebee's mm. in about seven years. <laughs> I would say at least seven years. It was probably eight or nine years is the last time they did used to have. I'm not sure if they still do that. They had this like chicken fajita roll up. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, but I just I don't see myself going to Applebee's more than seven up to 52 times a year. OK, it seems like a good deal, though. Right. Now, in college, you would have got me with this one. But I don't know, because there's no liquor involved. And then 30 bucks. Like, what are you going to order? Like some wings every time? It's not a good deal. It's a scam. What restaurant nope. would you want to do that at? Noted um, optimist in the chat, Harrison Sanchez. He's back. He said Applebee's is dog food. Yeah, he's not lying. Wow. Spoken wow. spoken like the true 1% elite that lives in Vale. <laughs> no, Applebee's yeah. I mean, is terrible. At, I mean, look at the headshot. <laughs> the you know what true I mean? 1% of the 1%. Yeah, Harrison the Sanchez is, um, his, um, his headshot looks like I mean, that's a YouTube headshot, too. So I can't imagine what LinkedIn looks like. Probably has a three-piece suit on, the Rolex, you know, up to his head. Probably got that made on chat GPT. 
day here, sure. <laughs> Applebee's has all you can eat for $14.99. So that's two all you can eat meals. I mean, you for a college kid, like Silk said, I mean, that sounds like the bee's knees. He <laughs> said McDonald's would be the <laughs> obvious choice without alcohol. You need alcohol to make this a deal. Like you're at Applebee's, Fridays, any of those chain spots, if they want to do subscription, you got to throw some two for ones in there, man. At, at the very minimal, unlimited two for ones. So, Silk, I know your your food eating changes have changed quite drastically in the last three or four years. But, but question for both of you: amongst the big chain restaurants, not just like a local, you know, chain in in South Florida or Tampa or Gainesville that has maybe three right. or four locations. What's your favorite national chain? National chain. I mean, I know it, it's been catching a lot of flack in, in you know in, in in social media world, but I would say Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory is is wild. If you ever there's a, a fantastic podcast with the CEO of Cheesecake Factory, um, just about how they're able to have such a vast menu and be able to serve so many different types of people so quickly with so much variety. Um, also, I learned that you have like a nine x times more success rate at a mall if you have a cheesecake factory compared to those malls that I don't. So, yeah, I see the vision. Yeah, I proposed at a cheesecake factory just so you know that man. Yeah, just randomly. What what part of the meal? Like at at cheesecake at time? Dessert. Yeah, yeah, at cheesecake. So the plate was, "Will you marry me?" On the plate, sprinkled in caramel or whatever it was. You didn't have you didn't have appetizer confidence. Yeah, I had to think about it a little bit. Yeah, I, at first, I have. wanted to see if you know if if I had enough to pay for the entire meal, <laughs> including dessert. So I was kind of calculating. I kid, I kid. Now I just wanted to be random and casual and not like you know, like I think she could feel it brewing. <laughs> you feel me? So I wanted to be as casual as possible. But it was definitely Cheesecake Factory. They made great mojitos. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, the mojitos is fire. Mango is my you. favorite. I couldn't tell you what is on Applebee's menu, so it would not be Applebee's. Everything. But this is for a college Italian kid. This is <laughs> for a college kid. This is this, that's the deal. Yeah, thirty bucks. How you often still got to include alcohol, day? though, man? Yeah, how can you serve marks. dollar marks and then not include alcohol in this? But you know, I'm sure they would get taken advantage of. But uh, man, didn't another restaurant do something like this a couple uh, a couple years ago? I don't remember, but I know that some of these restaurants are really struggling to, to get people out, uh, out the house. Um, I'm not sure if that deal is good for every day of the week, but I know a lot of restaurants are starting to implement um, all you can eat wings back again, trying to get people out Monday through Thursday. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> cheesecake menu is a uh, Britannica encyclopedia, yeah. and that it is a little bit of everything in that joint, man. <laughs> All right, so Silk Cheesecake Factory, Nick, favorite chain restaurant. Then we'll get into the news everybody wants to hear. Mm. Arby's. I'm going to stay loyal. I'm going to go Moe's. I'll take Moe's. Moe's? Moe's is a good one. Um, I was hoping for maybe a restaurant compared to Fast Casual, but that's <laughs> that's fine. Um, I'll go with uh, maybe Outback Steakhouse. Not too bad. Not too bad. for Their prices bad. aren't too bad either. Um, their calories. I've had some salmon. Uh, salmon. Salmon. Depends on how you, you know, tomato, tomato. Uh, I know the, the, the pronunciation. The grammar police are in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Pronunciation police is definitely going to be on my ass about that one. Uh, Soaks over here like the cheesecake menu I, has great death. 
Great death to the menu. I, I don't eat cheese anymore, so it's like it's, it depends on what I'm going to Cheesecake Factory for. But it's usually a solid appetizer, and then then you get your your variety of options. If I'm with the kids, they could get they join off and. I like outback like fish. Surprisingly, I know it's a steakhouse, but they do make good, some good fish dishes here and there. Yeah, their chicken's not too bad. Alice Springs. Anyway, all right, gentlemen, thanks for uh, for for having that that little banter time. I'm sure <laughs> all 165 people. The reason we haven't moved on to the Gators because there's not enough likes yet on YouTube. So hit the like button. We'll get to uh, the Gators content. But uh, besides my birthday, it was a fantastic weekend. Well, co- sort of. Uh, from recruiting, it was a fantastic weekend uh, for the Florida Gators. Uh, Gators landed one new recruit and then one player out of the transfer portal. So uh, Gators landed DeAndre Robinson, uh, who was previously committed to or went to Texas, asked for a release of his NLI uh, and announced over the weekend that he would be heading to the University of Florida. And he is up there today as well as Jameer Grimsley, who was a recruit that obviously the Gators were were heavily recruiting, were quite close, grew up a Gator fan, heads to Alabama, Nick Saban retires. He puts himself in the transfer portal, was not released from his NLI, and he announced yesterday evening uh, there was a little drama on the message boards about whether he would make it up to Gainesville, whether he was trolling uh, the fans, whether he was going to go to LSU with Corey Raymond, who knew? Uh, but the Gators do grab Jamar Grim- uh, Grimsley. We'll talk about both here in a second. Yesterday, he is on campus and has enrolled today. So um, the Gators, which previously had, I believe, the number 16 recruiting class, if you include these two in that, and that's not the way it's going to work because Grimsley technically is a transfer, um, the Gators would have a either the number 10 or the number 11 recruiting class in the country. So, gentlemen, let's start with Deontay Robinson. If you guys don't remember much about DeAndre Robinson, he is a <clears throat> pardon me, a defensive uh, lineman from Jones High School in Orlando, six foot four, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Um, we had talked privately back over the summer that DeAndre Robinson might announce for the Florida Gators. Um, he ends up announcing for Texas. Uh, there was a lot of smoke from what we were hearing individually that he was still very, very interested in the Gators. Obviously, there's some coaching changes on the defense. Texas makes the college football playoff. Ian Rolls ultimately uh, commits back to the University of Florida. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts on DeAndre Robinson? Big dude. What, like 6'6", 315. I um, think he will play inside of Florida, uh, but played some end um, in high school. Um, I think the big thing why Florida lost out to Texas was Bo Davis and the relationship there. Um, DeAndre is like getting ready to enroll and Bo Davis says, peace out. Um, so, um, I think you win this one. Yes, that, man. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think you win this one out probably just because of proximity. Um, and, and you got to a point where, Hey, I'm going to leave because my coach left and I've been to four to five times because it was just up the road. Um, family's just two hours, hour and a half down the road. They can come see me play. So um, I think you went out and, and and I think Florida was probably really close initially, but you completely forget that you lost the uh, the first decision. Now that he's on campus and uh, and working out. 
Yeah, relationships matter. Even if you miss on kids, you know, uh, how you end up in that recruiting. I'm sorry about that. It's unprofessional of me. Not to cut off my ringer. Uh, but I think, like, recruiting all the way to the end and keeping the relationship going and not quitting on these kids in the recruiting process is important. I know a lot of our fans see uh, the staff and like, oh, it's clear that that kid's going to Texas or or um, same thing with Jameer Grimsley, who we'll talk about in a little bit, is going to Bama. But you just keep recruit, recruiting to the very end because finishing second, could pay off especially in today's game but uh you got a guy that can eat space but also shed blocks very well great size position of knee um i think he is a guy that could contribute earlier at, at defensive tackle but i don't know if that that if we need him to um is what i want to say regarding to him i uh, wouldn't mind getting another older guy at that spot but you, you just can't go wrong with this this kid and he was released from his nli because i'm trying to look at the rankings uh it's a little bit different if they're considering it from the transfer portal or uh, as a recruit, they draw from like a four-star to a three-star, depending on either or. But overall, great get for Chapman, new defensive tackle coach, defensive line coach. Got him, got him a guy. Yeah, and that's uh, I think Dan, you had you made a good point um, on the timeline. Um, it's interesting how interesting how two coaches uh, made their decisions. Um, one coach, brand new. Um, decides to make a kid burn his one free transfer portal, which, you know, uh, might not be just one anymore, but one coach tries to hold a kid hostage in the transfer portal era. And the, and the other coach says, Hey, I get it. Here you go. And you I know that they're... we want guys that want to be here. You can head out. Go ahead. Dan. I, yeah, I know that there, I got a, a bunch of Alabama fans mad. Um, that is a, an agreement uh, that can be, from either side, but both sides have to agree, can be agreed upon to end the agreement. Um, Alabama chose not to end the agreement. Texas did. Even if the student is enrolled in that drop ad period, they are still allowed to agree to absolve that agreement, within, yeah. which is also an optional agreement. No player has to sign an NLI. Uh, the Gators have had multiple players over the last few years, Kyrie Elam being one, who never signed the NLI, right? So right. Uh, things that you can get out of, um, Kalen DeBoer does not allow Jameer Grimsley to do it. He burns his one free transfer. Now, with the way things are happening, it seems like there might be an unlimited transfer opportunity here in the, the near future, but... Um, but ultimately, uh, shout out to Steve Sarkeesian for doing the right thing and Kalen DeBoer for, for doing the wrong thing. Yeah, did, uh, did Robinson end up attending a class or practice while, while he was in Texas? Or do, do you guys know? I don't know. I, I would I, imagine that school had already started, so I would imagine that he did. I know that he went to practices, I believe. Right. Yeah, I know that some fans are saying that was the difference in my mentions as well when I mentioned uh, – uh, Grimsley not being released from his, his uh, national letter of intent. From a lot of standpoints, you want to keep the relationship cool and copacetic with that community, the high school that he's coming from. That's why some of that matters. Um, and I know fit is going to matter with DeBoer, DeBar, however you say his name. But like relationships in the South, like you still got to go to that kid's school to recruit other kids. So mm -hmm. um, with Nick Saban retiring after signing day, it looks like funny business. You know, if, if I'm the recruit or the kid, I could think, or the the kids' parents, like think, man, that's that's some funny business. Now that I want out of the letter of intent, you're not allowing it. Now I got to burn or transfer. Uh, some people saying that it, it doesn't count as a burn transfer. 
from because the coach is leaving, but I think it does. It just doesn't yeah. time frame does. doesn't matter. Yeah, time frame, right. like whenever the coach stepped down, you're allowed to enter the portal. So it's a little bit different in that capacity. But yeah, relationships matter with all of that stuff, man. With the, the politics of college football and recruiting and releasing these kids and portal and national level intent and all of that. So what are, what are your guys' thoughts? I know we're gonna kind of derail this conversation once on topic. What what are y'all's thoughts on if a coach changes kind of the fairness of what happens to that particular school. And I know Andy Staples got dragged on the internet or Josh Newberg, I believe did too. A few others kind of positing this out there that if a coach coaching change does happen, your school is all the players at your school are allowed to transfer, but you're not able to now accept kids from other schools unless there was another coaching change. What do you guys think about, kind of the fairness of of that because like san Great. diego state our san jose state's coach just left to go to arizona arizona's coach left to go to washington washington's coach comes to alabama michigan's probably going to have a coaching change here soon too so their players are allowed to transfer for the next 30 days but they also weren't afforded the opportunity to go get players during that time do you think Ooh. that that should potentially be an after spring thing or should there be definitive dates or what do you guys think on kind of that rule that the NCAA has? Yeah. I mean, I, we've, how old is college football? Um, well, I'm not trying to make things more fair for the coaches who have had, hmm. the, you know, a golden ticket for 200 years to do whatever hmm. they want to do. You want to leave and now you're crying like, Oh, I can't get more transfers. Well, that's tough. Yeah. Sorry, man. You got the spring portal. Yeah, it's it's impossible to make it fair, uh, mm -hmm. with with all the other rules set in place. So it's just it's kind of a tough spot to be in. How many schools are gonna be in that spot? I mean, not a whole lot, but the few that have to deal with it, they definitely put at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's just no way around it. But the players should absolutely be allowed to leave once a coach makes those decisions mm -hmm. because, bro. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to assume a lot of things. <laughs> gotcha. Just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you off the soapbox. So, um, so that's DeAndre Robinson. Uh, Silk, you mentioned it. Maybe an opportunity to play this year. The Gators have really beefed up their defensive line uh, over the last couple of recruiting classes, as well as uh, going to get Joey Slackman. Those are you know impactful players, as well as you know who the Gators have right now. So interesting to see uh, what he does or how much he plays this year. Um, but certainly a great get. Uh, for the Gators, uh, the other transfer that they landed was six foot three, one hundred and eighty-five pound cornerback Jameer Grimsley, who previously committed to Alabama. Um, he was the number eighty-nine overall, or pardon me, the number two hundred and forty uh, overall player uh, on two four seven. So. Gentlemen, your thoughts. I, they have him as number one eighty nine on the composite. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on Jameer Grimsley and and th the series of tweets from Will Harris. Lots of pawns, lots of checkmates. Yeah. Your guys' uh, thoughts man. on Jameer Grimsley? Good get. Another guy you missed on. You you recruit all the way to the very end. You know, it was there was a lot of flip articles from all the websites. Uh, Pertaining, pertaining to him throughout the re recruiting process. He visited a bunch, grew up a Gator fan, uh, and then me and Nick were kind of saying it towards the last couple of shows. Like He's just looking for a reason to commit to Florida at this point. Uh, he looked like he wanted to do it, but um, in a lot of his quotes and things that he was saying towards the end when he finally shut it down was that Bama had more certainty at the, at the head coaching spot 
uh, and as a program. But all of that changed once Nick Saban Bro, stepped that, down. That quote looks wild right now because <laughs> he had said something like, Florida's like they fire guys for having 10 win years. And uh, if I go, when I go to Alabama, the one, I, I know that like Nick Saban's going to be there. Guy was on campus for breakfast. An hour. And Nick yeah. Saban was like, later, bro. <laughs> Thanks for being here. You can keep the wicker hat. I mean, he had some fly pictures that he took, man. He had the Saban yeah. brim on. Like it was, it was some fly stuff. The Bear Bryant joints that they were putting on. Little. Little did Jameer know Nick was giving him the hat because he didn't need it anymore. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. You hey man, you can keep it. I, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm good. Nah, a great get defensive back room uh needs as much competition as possible. Um I, I think every spot should be up for grabs. Uh Devin Moore struggled with in injury. Uh Jason Marshall hasn't lived up to the hype. Uh so there's a lot of young, you know, mm -hmm. very High level, top tier talent out of recruiting process. Jakeem Jackson. You still have uh Dijon Johnson. You have Aaron Gates, who's gonna be a defensive back competing in that room mm -hmm. as well. So I think it should just be open competition. And Jameer has a uh opportunity to play this fall. Yeah, no, great, uh, great player. I think um, you know, Florida's starting to stack talent now. It's a matter of continuing to develop that talent. I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, he said. Many, many times. Grew up, say what? A lot of receiver highlights here. I like a lot it. of receiver highlights. Um, but I, I know that he said he grew up a Gator fan. Obviously, he was very, very close with the Gators. His two primary recruiters, though, Sean Spencer and Corey Raymond, neither of which are at the University of Florida. Uh, Corey Raymond headed to, over to LSU, back to LSU. Um, LSU got stuffed in the locker. Uh, by Billy Napier front on both DeAndre Robinson and Jameer Grimsley over the last few days. But um, interesting um, to see uh, that his two primary recruiters are gone and he still uh, winds up at the University of Florida. I think that he'll, he'll be able to have the opportunity to play, um, you know, outside of, you know, Devin Moore, Jason Marshall, who've played quite a bit. Uh, there's still a huge opportunity. You know, Silk, you mentioned Devin Moore has struggled to stay healthy. Um, Jason Marshall has one more year. We didn't see any of Dijon Johnson this year. Jakeem Jackson had a, you know, an up and down year, but was a true freshman. Uh, and then we still haven't seen anything out of Aaron Gates. So young, but talented group. And, uh, hopefully you continue to see some improvement outs. Will Harris's obligation to go and grow and develop these guys, uh, into, uh, bringing that old DBU moniker back to the university of Florida. So, uh, two great gets. Uh, for the Gators, like I said, if you were to include them in this class, I think they're number 10 overall uh, in the country on uh, on three. So, again, you know, not where Florida wanted to be, but also didn't get as many recruits as some of those other classes are ahead of them as well. So, uh, ultimately, that looks like the end of recruiting for the 2024 class, I believe. Good for secondary Nick, coach Bobby Fisher. Say what? Oh, good for secondary coach Bobby Fisher. <laughs> a little chess joke for those that uh, missed it there. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, kind of the opposite of good news that happened for the Gators. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Lucy. Here's the uh, the log of Lucy Nicotine. Uh, if you guys are looking to do that, these are the breakers that they have. And so what these are uh, is there is an um, there is a flavor 
uh, little ball in there that you break with your teeth. Uh, it allows you to have increased flavor whenever you are um, using your nicotine pouches. So if you are looking for these breakers come in four milligrams or eight milligrams, they are 100% tobacco free and 100% pure nicotine in six delicious flavors, apple ice, espresso, mint, mango. So go take a look at lucy.co forward slash stadium. You'll get 20% off of your first order. Uh, they also provide free shipping with a 30-day refund. You can also set yourself up on a subscription-based model where they can send them to you on a duration of your choosing. So again, go check out Lucy. Again, that's lucy.co forward slash stadium for 20% off. Here is the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age. Every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The news broke on Friday. Happy weekend to you, Nick. Uh, a nice 5 p.m. Friday news dump uh, from Matt Baker. No surprise that the Gators were under investigation by the NCAA. Uh, it later came out over the next few hours that that had to do with the recruitment of Jaden Rashada and his NIL deal uh, that certainly went sideways for all parties involved. Uh, Nick, what can you shed light? This happened. The letter was sent, I believe, in June of 2023. Um, they'd previously requested, I think it was a FOIA request that was turned down. A law firm of the Tampa Bay Times uh, sent a letter. That usually gets things moving. But Nick, what can you share with us about the Florida Gators being under investigation by the NCAA? Yeah, the letter the letter that we got was a notice of inquiry. So just telling Florida, like, hey, we're looking into you, not a uh, typically you would hear about notice of allegations. Um, so this is just the NCAA saying, Hey, we're looking into you. Um, the NCAA, um, had been on campus at Florida a couple times in the summer. And when we asked about it, they said, Hey, they're just looking into any reported big NIL deals, um, kind of like across across college football, just making sure everything was above board um, and, and such. So uh, we were told at the time, yep, nothing to worry about. And I thought, nah, 13.85 million reasons to be worried about something. Of course. Uh, so uh, basically, I, I see a lot of people saying it's a non-issue. This is old. It's over, yada, yada. What the NCAA is looking for is if somebody, Billy Napier, or another coach or anybody at the University Athletic Association was involved in negotiating that contract. Um, and if anyone had receipts, if Harlan or Jaden Rashada had text messages from a UAA employee, Billy Napier, anyone from the coaching staff that discussed those numbers, because the Gator Collective can do that as much as they want. Um, that's where Florida would be in trouble. And that's if, if, if the NCAA or if somebody can prove that Billy Napier or somebody inside the UAA was negotiating that number at any point before he got on, before he signed his NLI. So even if Billy Napier becomes aware of it on national signing day, when the NLI hadn't come in and there's proof that Billy's talking about 
these numbers with a player who has not signed, then that would be an NCAA violation. So that's what the NCAA is looking for. Not just, hey, we think that that was a ridiculous amount of money that you're offering a high school kid. They're looking to see, did somebody at Florida break NCAA rules by entering into these negotiations or helping facilitate? They just got Florida State for a coach giving acting as an Uber. Very nice. <laughs> Nice. So it's illegal, uh, Nick. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure is. Rules uh, are the rules, Nick. So <laughs> come on. <laughs> so that's that's what they're doing, and and I would tell you this, talking to a couple of sources, the NCAA is offering students, uh, student athletes, immunity um, because if the NCAA would have no way of knowing who took that Alex Atkins took Amaris Mims to a meeting or what. Alex Atkins and the collective were offering Amaris Mims unless Amaris Mims talked. Um, mm. So the NCAA is trying to make an example out of some schools. Uh, I mean, Dan's favorite uh, collective life wallet. I remember when that basketball kid committed, he tweeted like at life wallet in his commitment. And then John yeah. Reese followed up right after and was like, yo, by the way, here are the terms. It's 400,000 a year and a car. And I'm like, yeah, are, we wild. Even, are we not even pretending? Are yeah, we not even broke. pretending the right news, now? The news broke because of Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought these negotiations, which we all know doesn't happen, these negotiations are supposed to take place after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody here is ignorant be- to believe that that, that actually happens. Um, but I'm surprised Awful that game. nothing well, ever came of that. This was an interesting, uh, uh, a different circumstance because um, let's say like DJ Lagway. Texas does not allow um, kids to get paid for their name, image, and likeness while still in high school. If you do, you lose your high school eligibility. That was not the case in California. So right. the Gator Collective, which is now not not a, an organization, could have entered into a NIL deal with Jaden Rashada and started paying him while he was still in high school. That would not have affected his high school eligibility or his college eligibility. Hmm. Yeah, but did impact Kansas and Nigel Pack. But, you know, again, no, but you know. <laughs> to, that, to that degree, even if the collective decides to negotiate that with Rashadas in California, which is legal in that capacity, it's still illegal for the coaches to be involved in that and yeah. set negotiations and NIL deals. Yeah. So we will we will find out. Do we is has there been any updates since the notice of inquiry? Yeah. NOI. Um, the NCAA famously moves just as fast as the wheels of the government, Dan. Yes. Um, This, this could be something that has a resolution in the summer or something that has, uh, no resolution, uh, until November of this year. And you're playing football games with, and with, you know, stuff trickling out, uh, bits and pieces as the season goes on. So it would probably be an NCAA's like best, I think, I guess, like legal stance to wait for like whatever the Rashada's got legally going on to reside, like to, to resolve mm-hmm. itself. Because I know they're still trying to reclaim some of that money from that deal falling apart. That's still a thing. I don't know mm-hmm. where they at with that. But if you're the NCAA, there's a lot you can find out in those, whether it's civil law, whatever right. it may be. There's a lot of information yeah. you can find out from that being resolved. So we, we may be waiting for a little minute. Yeah. The, the discovery phase, I would imagine, 
depending on obviously what the uh, the nature of a settlement would include, but I would imagine the Gator Collective entity that was available that it no longer does exist, but somewhat absorbed into Florida Victorious, uh, as well as the University of Florida, probably would not want any sort of legal matter to go to discovery because I trust the lawyers that are fighting to earn $13 million a share of uh, much more than the NCAA. So uh, we will certainly see, but that was the Friday news dump. Um, so again, we're in a, an await and see approach uh, overall uh, at the university of Florida regarding that. Uh, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at home field apparel, go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code stadium and Gale 15% off of your order. A lot of great stuff for the University of Florida, about 100 different colleges and universities as well. If you have a friend, family member, spouse, coworker that you want to look for apparel for, go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code stadium and Gale. Get 15% off of your order. Some other news, tragic news. Uh, it was announced over the weekend uh, that former Gators defensive lineman Ronald Powell uh, passed away. Um, I know Dominic Easley came uh, out over the weekend as well and did a GoFundMe looking to raise money uh, for funeral proceedings as well as for um, Ronald Powell's mother. Uh, and at last, uh, I know that they were looking to raise $15,000. Uh, I think that that number has far exceeded that. Let me pull that up. And it was a kind of a who's who of Gators that have donated uh, to that. So, so far they've raised uh, $16,500. Uh, some of the names uh, on this GoFundMe, and we'll link to the GoFundMe as well as if you feel obligated. I've got, or, I've got uh, the names pulled up here, Dan. Okay. Yeah. Michael McNeely, Cody Riggs. Um, Jelani Trim, Jenkins, Trent DJ Brown, Humphreys. Jelani Jenkins, DJ Humphreys, Aaron Sanders, Jeremy Powell, Max Garcia, Lorente McCray, Willie Green, Dan Quinn, Urban Meyer. Yeah. That was just as of last night. Yeah. So, um, very sad uh, story um, overall. Um, I know that uh, I got to know Ronald a little bit when he was being recruited, saw him, uh, and I think everybody remembers uh, his time on uh, Friday Night Lights where he was wearing. Uh, those red shorts and dominated everybody uh, at Friday Night Lights. So very sad and tragic story. And certainly we wish, um, you know, our best wishes to the uh, to the Powell family and those that are our friends and uh, beloved ones of his. Yeah, extremely, extremely sad situation, man. Rest in peace to, to run the power and condolences to the family. And if you can't afford to, to help, help them out, definitely, uh, you know, mm -hmm. send whatever love and energy you can. Yeah. I think the uh, GoFundMe so is um, to help uh, his mother with funeral costs. Yep. Um, other news. Uh, this is a popular name. The Gators still do not have a position open for uh, offensive coordinator. And even if they did, not sure that this would be a name that would be associated with the job. But it looks like our friend Brian Johnson will not be retained by the Philadelphia Eagles. My partner, Brooke, is a big Eagles fan, and I sent her that message, and she hearted it. So uh, not sure. No, I don't do that to Brian. <laughs> don't do that. Oh, man. So uh, so there's that news for him. Uh, certainly a, uh, a guy that, um, you know, helped Kyle Trask, helped the Florida Gators. 
uh, moved into that one year as the um, as offensive coordinator and just didn't work out for this season. I have no doubt that he will land on his feet. I believe he interviewed with the Carolina Panthers and I believe it was the Atlanta Falcons for their head coaching opportunity. I don't expect him to get either of those roles, but um, but again, you know, he will he land on his feet just fine. Uh, the Gators did have Washington University of Washington safety Asa Turner on campus this weekend. Uh, will Harris recruited him uh, when he was at Washington, and um, he came to visit this past weekend. He is a four star. Uh, in the transfer portal rankings and was a four-star as a recruit. Um, Silk, a white safety, originally hey, from Carlsbad, man. California. I'll allow um, it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Alex Anzalone type hair. Um, yeah, you yeah, got some flow there. Yeah. Any thoughts on, uh, on Asa Turner? Uh, is it a guy that uh, you guys have looked much into? Six foot three, 200 pounds, one season of eligibility remaining played 43 games uh 2022 was his most productive year 52 tackles two interceptions three pass breakups he grades uh, well when he's on the field he's just been battling injuries uh physical guy big guy uh, athletic guy uh like what he could do in space coming down here running the alley um he's what we're missing in our secondary so it would be a good get if we could get him to come on board um, and I allow a white second, a white person in my secondary this year. You know. All right, all right. Is uh, it Asa or Asa? It's it's Asa. Uh, I said Asa, but Asa, uh, it could Asa. be. I think I think Asa, but well, whatever. You know, tomato tomato will. Uh, it's kind of like Mazuka. We called him Mascua for a while, but I'm pretty sure it's Asa. Well, who cares? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, we'll we'll learn it when he gets here. Uh, he said this to Gators Online about his visit. It was smooth. The only face I knew was Coach Harris. That's my guy. I was just trying to go there, meet some new faces, and see what they're all about and go from there. It was a good experience. The sun was out. It's raining every day here. Fortunately, he caught when the sun was out because it has been cloudy here in Florida for the last month. It's raining right. every day here, here being Seattle. It's cool to experience that. Uh, when asked about why Florida might be in contention to land him, the opportunity, come in there, have a good year, have a good season, the sky's the limit, come in and work with Coach Harris. That would be in a great position heading into the season. So uh, he did not disclose if he was going to take any other visits, uh, where else he might go. Florida, I believe this is the last day that you could enroll. Um, him yeah. currently being in Seattle means that that's probably not going to happen right now. Uh, but that's just deductive reasoning, Nick. But uh, but we'll see uh, what might happen with Asa Turner. Uh, Nick, you got your ears on the ground. Anything anything more to share? No, I mean you could uh, hop into some online classes from, from Seattle. But that's uh, a good point. Coaching, yeah, coaching staff might want to get you uh, into the workout program, which has already started, which uh, would not be in Seattle. Um, but kind of like what, what what Silk said, like there's definitely familiarity with with Will Harris there. Um, when I talked to Will Harris, it was right after he he had been announced, um, and he was flying back to the West Coast to like get his stuff and come back. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to start watching all this film." Um, and he probably looked and was like, "My goodness, we don't tackle. We right. got guys that not, not not only can they not tackle, they're not interested in even attempting to tackle. Mm -hmm. So we need to we need to get some guys in here that that enjoy contact. You need to buy a new chessboard." <laughs> 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 what do you what do you think about the uh 
the white safety, Nick? You, you like his you like his game? Great hair. Um Riley I, Cooper, I, man. Jealous. Big vibes. Just uh I who was that? It was uh like Will Compton and Rashad Mendenhall. When Rashad was like, We need to have instead of a Pro Bowl, we need to have an all black versus all white team. <laughs> Mendenhall was don't like our chances. Don't like Asa. our chances. Hey, 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 hey Mendenhall was the, wild and I forgot he said that, bro. The problem would, would be the secondary. Like we're gonna have yeah. to have Julian Edelman playing both ways. Um yeah. so, well the Dolphins have that one cornerback that was activated for one for one game. Yeah, well, that's uh, a lot of injuries happened, Dan. In, yeah, that's true. The but they did say he was the fastest three. guy on the team, which I didn't believe. I thought it was mm-hmm. being generous, you know, mm-hmm. like as a surprise, you know, just a little gotcha moment. But yeah, but I don't like our chances. I'll be honest with you. I just want to know, like, what, like how many how we want to split up the staffs as well. well we get Bill Belichick probably. <laughs> Nick, Nick Saban's on staff. Yeah, um, Mike I'm Tomlin. You, you guys um, get Mike yeah, Tomlin. Yeah, yeah Brian Johnson as quarterback coach. <laughs> uh, give me Dungey. Dungey. Yeah, we uh, we we we're gonna have to go My Big God. Ten. We're gonna have to try to uh, run yeah, the ball, and pound, control Three the tight end sets. Uh, don't know who's covering Tyreek. Uh, don't know who's covering <laughs> any of any of the receivers. I think safety's a tough spot for us. Yes, yeah, safety's tough. Yeah, yeah. Corners tough. Gotta get Sean Lynch yeah. out of retirement. I think everything is pretty tough now that I think about it. Like, there's some things where it's going to be more even, but I look at it, I'm like, man, I don't know where our strategic advantage outside <laughs> of maybe kicker might be. You know what I mean? <laughs> In terms of options, maybe punter. We'll just go for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> Yo, this, is, this is great content. Every time. Listen, we're going to have um, good quarterback play. We're going to have good offensive line. For sure. Our defensive line is going to be okay. Uh, we'll have some good linebackers. I, um, I think they mentioned pre, – Pre-game um, gear is going to be mid. Yeah. N- not a lot of accessories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to look like Penn State out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, I think that they said um, in order to solve for, for the kicking, and they made some trade-offs here, that Polynesian – Went on the white team and Asian was on black. Um, splitting for it like young, that. yeah, for young ho. It's like this, is like this is time. like this is like the Chappelle show with the, yeah, with yeah. the race draft. Yeah, I always wanted to say this for shizzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I didn't create these rules just just remembering what I went over here. So, um, what would the, the spread that, be? That was, that was crazy. It was firing his ass up for that one too. Where where are we playing the game, Nick? What would the spread be? First off, if it's in Boston, we might lose. <laughs> if it's in if it's in Baltimore, <laughs> I like our chances. If it's in Baltimore, the spread is minus thirty five. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we you know. Um. All right. So uh, we we failed to mention that Manny Nunnery, the linebacker that transferred to the Gators, redshirt senior linebacker that transferred to the Gators last season from Houston. Uh, put his name in the transfer portal on January 11th. Uh, he has told the staff he is coming back and has withdrawn his name uh, into the portal. Uh, the Gators sit, according to Zach Albaverde, um, 
at 85 scholarship players currently with the chance to obviously sign some more with some attrition between now and um, when fall camp starts. The Gators have 20 seniors, 17 juniors, 22 sophomores, and 26 freshmen uh, in that group. I mean, between our new linebacker coach and Nunnery, I hope one of them figures out fourth and long. Like, you know what I'm saying? I need them to get on the same page <laughs> for sure. Uh, man, so linebacker group right now, uh, I think looks looks pretty good. Obviously, the Gators were, were yeah, we looking needed him. to – Yeah, needed him from a depth perspective. Uh, the Gators now had eight at the um, at the linebacker position. Um, Nick, is Jamarcus Weston listed as an edge rusher now, or is that just <laughs> oh a typo God, in great. Zach's article? No, that's – I've never – in my life, seen a more clear message sent than yeah. to move a receiver who wears 82 to safety and oh, then to God, edge. Bro. And someone, someone on our message board was like, oh, man, he must have gotten pretty big. I'm like, no, nope. <laughs> no, nope, looks the same, man. Looks like a receiver. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's it's he, a little he, recruiting he, thing, Dave, right? You Dave, tell Lisa Turner, hey, we only have a few. We only have eight safeties. A number of them are going to transfer, right? So uh, we just to moved to Marcus Weston from safety to edge. So we have an open spot for you now. Yeah. So, I mean, my goodness, I've never seen a message. I remember going out to practice one day, be like, oh, Weston's not here. Um, He's got to have a degree by now, though, right? Like, you think? Listen, man. Some people just enjoy being in Gainesville. How about the ninth-year senior from the University of Miami? That's no, crazy. That, that Straight boy up Bert Kreischer. That nobody wants to make that ND profile, but it's, just, it's calling my guy. I think he did have a job, but he was paid in stock, and now that stock is nothing. So he's probably just, hey, let me That's run ridiculous. college back one more time. A life wallet. Yeah. I, see the vibes. I, tried, I tried to move on from talking about that, but yeah, that stock is struggling, struggling mightily. Um, the Gators also announced, and I forgot his, or the Gators didn't announce it. He announced it, that the Gators had a walk-on punter uh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, he was going to sign an NIL deal, uh, be a PWO at the University of Florida, uh, would fill in for punting duties as Jeremy Crawshaw uh, graduates uh, next season. Uh, but he announced that he's going to be going to the University of California, Berkeley, on a full scholarship, which I don't blame you. All right. So, uh, Gators are we need for, yeah, yeah. Gators need a kicker and a punter in the near future. Um, Trey Smack is a junior, Jamie Crawshaw. Uh, the Boomin' Onion, speaking of Outback, is uh, graduating this year. So, over uh, they graduated. Jeremy uh -huh. Crawshaw did good. Or he what, graduated. What is, he, is he getting his master's degree, or you can get a certificate, a master's degree. You just have to be enrolled in some sort of classes. So, mm. but congrats yeah. to him. Congrats to him. That's the best. Did, does he plan on staying here or heading back to Australia, Nick? He would like to play kick punt in the NFL. I'm sure he would. So. Yeah. Being in college but not being Shout in college is vibes though. Like like yeah. being in college and being able to do all the shenanigans without having to go to school and worry about shit the next day. That's the vibes. Like that's that what Matt. I was doing, but I shouldn't have been doing it. <laughs> that was like Matt Leinert. Um 
Matt Liner was taking like ballroom dancing his yeah. last semester. Yeah, just hanging out. Just hanging out. Man. Did, uh, did Kelby, Kelby didn't move to outside linebacker. That's just like, I yeah, there was a question here. Yeah, no. What's up with that? Is that Peter a one media? Kelby it, it, is Kelby Collins moving to outside linebacker? Gator one media. Does it mean like edge? Like he played edge some edge last year. He's 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 big, dude. Yeah, Kelby Collins. Yeah. Like you you I I was thinking about this because like um be, being a journalist, like I'm around the players a lot. I understand like how big these guys are, but like I'm not around NFL guys, and I w- just see them on TV, and I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. They're probably normal size. Like Kelby Collins is massive. He's not mm-hmm. an outside linebacker. He might move into being like a strong side defensive end, um, but he can also play, you know, with with his hand up um, at, at mm-hmm. edge. But TJ Searcy would be the guy that would be at edge. I think Collins can play edge and end, but mm-hmm. no, he's not not a full time move there. Yeah, and there might have been some confusion on uh, Zach's article, but he lists him as an edge rusher. So, um, so it says edge on on their on their school yeah. website too. Yep, yep. So yeah, Florida uh, Victoria is not they're not writing the roster on the team and stuff. They just putting out graphics. So yeah, a lot of them back to back to back. Yeah, shout out to um, sometimes you got to put graphics out. Harrison Sanchez, Searcy needs to make a big jump in the offseason. Kelby does too. Both of those, I expect both of those guys too, right? We we brought those guys yeah. in saying that they were like the Bama and Georgia's talents of the world. Um, so now that we're getting those higher end guys in the trenches, we gotta see what development looks like. But I need both of those guys uh to justify us not going crazy in the portal at those positions. You need those guys to wake up and, and make some big plays and, and take some snaps away from these older guys. In my opinion, so I'm looking for those same jumps, my guy. That freshman and sophomore jump. Already freshman to sophomore being, jump. Being, being young is not a good excuse anymore. It's just an excuse anymore. Yep. All right. Um, some just recruiting notes, some names to be on the lookout for, and then we can kind of wrap up here. Peyton Joseph has gotten a number of um rpm predictions to the university of florida he is a six foot three 280 pound interior offensive lineman from houston county high school in fort valley georgia uh florida georgia uh, florida state and alabama are his suitors but right now heavily leaning to the Florida Gators. Uh, another name is Keon Young. This is a guy uh, that plays at Lakeland High School. I know Ahmad Black was very, very high on him this season, even as a junior. Um, he is being looked at by a number of schools, uh, four-star, uh, the 219th overall player on the on-three industry ranking, six foot, 171 pounds. Uh, Florida is the leader in his recruitment now, it looks like, as well. Um, so, yeah, just a couple of names uh, to be on the lookout. Uh, we will dive into 2025 recruiting at some point here uh, in the near future, but that will not be today because I am wholly unprepared to do so. So, uh, any final thoughts before we do a final ad read? Go ahead. So, no, twenty five seems to be off to a good start. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to get too too crazy. We may get jump up to the three number two class, but as we all know, you got a fan with some you know reality 
intact and, and know what it's going to get like in November, December when negotiations and the real recruiting starts. So um, it's a good foundation that you're building on, but don't get too crazy on whatever we're getting because everything, you know, the tide comes back in November, December. Yeah. Those, those checks have to start being uh, written out to be cashed. So um, do you guys ever see a day where National Signing Day, and I know National Signing Day in February used to be this kind of huge unofficial holiday for college football fans. Early National Signing Day really kind of changed that. Uh, with the transfer portal, the number of times uh, we're seeing elite transfers transfer, do you see National Signing Day becoming even less important and transfers really being kind of that that prime uh, thing that people are looking at, a mixture of both. But what do you guys think of National Signing Day with how many transfers we're now seeing uh, out of uh, you know, young first-year and second-year players? I've had some people uh, in the NIL space just asking me, like, hey, well, where should you value, if you're a collective, where should you value your NIL money? Are you going to throw it at a kid in high school who might be there for a year? And if we're moving towards – unlimited transfers or are you going to throw it at the Caleb Downs who is going to be a top five pick in two years um, and, and right. he's wants to leave Alabama because his coach left and hey we're going to spend that there on a kid who's already proven it at the college level uh, and we can get two years out of him I, I yeah. don't know but the the, the, the the calendar needs to to figure itself out because like having I the you, I don't think it season can. going the portal happening and signing day that's just a mess okay. yeah well i mean you have school in there right so that's that's what your, your oh, yeah. biggest barrier cool. is right um you know that they have to be enrolled there's drop ad there's university requirements of when they need to be on uh on campus but uh silk what were your thoughts sorry I interrupted oh no you good some of the same thing like I don't, I don't know how they they figure it all out, but from a GM perspective, and a lot of these schools are starting to hire people to come in to manage rosters and, you know, keep everything, like, flowing and fluid with scholarship counts and depth charts, all of that stuff. You got to – it's a lot to figure out. But uh, it makes more sense financially if if I'm the money spender and if, if it's my money, I would rather spend my money in the portal um, because nine times out of ten, you're getting guys to come in to produce right away from the portal. Um, mm -hmm. when you're bringing guys in from the high school ranks. It's a lot of projections on what they could be. Uh, ideally, you want to be able to work both. And I think the Alabama, the Georgia's, the Texas of the world uh, will be elite high school wise and also in the uh, in the transfer portal. But like for programs that aren't like throwing the bags of money around, you got to be a little bit more strategic on how you spend this this budget that you got or this 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 salary, this personal salary cap, because there's, there is no salary caps. So like it just depends on the program, the booster involvement, how entrenched they are in all of this, and you kind of decide on how to spend that money. But ideally, you want to throw money at both. Um, mm -hmm. But if I have either or, and I got to weigh one over the other, I'm gonna go transfer reporter because it's it's more solid. You know, I'm getting guys that are coming in to start right away, has produced on the college level. I know exactly what I'm getting. You know. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, jettison for the day? I would like just one, like one month. I think my first time I said it, I wanted a year. Just like one normal month covering this program. I'm just a normal uh, week. Where's the fun in that, bro? Just a week. Yeah. A week. Well, we can start a week. Just one normal week. 
would be cool. Message, message yeah. boards wouldn't be popping. Um, Fine. Your tweets wouldn't be firing off and getting a bunch of Elon bucks. None, yeah, of, that, tweets, none of the chest tweets would have happened. Bro, you need yeah. all of that, bro. It brings texture. Uh, I know? think if I went and covered a different team, my hair might go black again. Like, well, what if you was covering Bama right now and they, all the players are just bouncing? If I was covering Bama, that means I'd have I would have had 15 heavenly years. Yeah, but now you're about to be on the downside of them years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think all of those years were pretty, even though they did really well. I don't think that they were all very pretty. Still crazy uh, fans. Yeah, your major apple white years and all that. Homeboy's about to be on. But as a writer, you still got to deal with the rabbit fans. So anytime Bama doesn't win at all, it's still chaos on their message boards. Yeah. I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide <laughs> and, the, and the citrus bowl. Mm. Uh, let's see. I uh, want to shout out, Nick. I know you posted something or somebody did. I want to give um, the Gators that are going to be in the NFC and AFC championship. Uh, let's see. So let's give them Nine a quick guys. shout out. Nine guys. Um, Want to run who, through? Yeah, if you could run through if you have them. The available. only team without <laughs> a Gator is the Niners. Uh, the Chiefs. Uh, have- I like them. I like the Lions to beat them then. The Chiefs have the Michael P. Ryan, Jawan Taylor, uh, and P. Ryan was just moved up before the, I think, right before the playoffs to the active roster. Oh, very good. Uh, so P. Ryan, Jawan Taylor, Kadarius Tony, who is a consistent, healthy scratch, uh, Tommy mm. Townsend, and Trey Dean is on the practice squad. The Lions obviously have Alex Anzalone. Uh, he is introduced <laughs> introducing himself as Gator Boy. Uh, nice. If you watch a Lions game. Uh, Chauncey Gardner, Johnson, C.D. Deuce came up with a big pick. Ooh, savagely tossed yeah. the ball back to Baker. My guy, you can't catch that ball. I know it's instinct, yeah. but you got to You can't, you that can't, ball, catch, that can't catch that ball. But uh, you heard that there was a little drama beforehand, right? Listen, man, it's Chauncey Gardner, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, got to ignore drama. him, yeah. And then yeah, Baker Mayfield drama. was like, watch more yeah. film, and then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson intercepted him, You're ran right into him, threw him the ball. Baker yeah, Mayfield, the, ball. the guy that he is, caught it. And um, just James Houston instincts, the man. Just catch it. Yeah, James Houston was inactive for this game, um, but on the active but, roster. Right, was a healthy scratch, I believe, but still on the active roster. Uh, and uh, I think the expectation is for him to play against the 49ers. Don't know if he was nursing an injury or if they wanted another player or two on maybe a, a different position for that game against the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. So and good the luck. Ravens, to- and the Ravens have oh. Jeremiah Moon. Very good. Very good. So uh Jeremiah Moon, Alex Angeloni, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Tommy Townsend, Lamichael Piran, Kadarius Tony, Juwan Taylor, and Trey Dean to an extent. Good luck against your opponents and good luck in the Super Bowl. I guess this means that there will be another Gator in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Gators, you need to put out a, a, a graphic like Penn State that one year that said Penn State's been rep- represented in every Super Bowl. And then like in very small letters, it said like except for five. So Gators, lucky enough to have another Gator in the Super Bowl. Uh, let's get one final ad read. Silk, while you're uh, oh, listening quick, to this. Man, I think yeah. I, I have that number. I'm pulling this story up. I believe this to be true. Um, mm. That Florida has... 20, this will be the 22nd year that the Gators, 20, 22nd consecutive year that Florida has a player uh, in the Super Bowl. And I think they have wow. had a 
player on the winning team in nine of the last 11 years. Wow. It's a pretty cool stat. I know the Gators were amongst uh, the highest programs. I think they were in, in tied for second for most players uh, in that divisional round uh, last week uh, as well. So uh, putting a lot of players in the NFL, a lot of longevity. Um, really cool to see Alex Anzalone, who – really struggled to stay healthy at the University of Florida. It's kind of funny. Uh, there was a number of people on Twitter that had no idea that Alex Anzalone played for the Gators, uh, maybe a little bit younger in their fandom, maybe a little younger in age. Um, but uh, I remember Secret visit. Yeah, secret visit. He was committed to what, Clemson, I believe? Penn State. Right? Yeah, Penn State, State yeah. that's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah Marcus Robinson. I think yeah. he Dan, uh, did not sign NLI. He, he, like, hit the road, was driving down. From I think he's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, was just driving down and like hit the Georgia line and was like called the Penn State coaching staff. And said, hey, by the way, I'm very close. I'm to not going to be there and not coming. So good times, man. Good yeah. times. That yeah, was early enrolling was, and rolling was still anymore. like new and and weird. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember when Demarcus Robinson committed to the University of Florida. Uh, he crazy. just showed up one day too. He was committed to Clemson. Uh, he just showed up one day. I don't know if we'll ever have those days anymore, uh, but I long for the days of uh, what recruiting used to be like uh, way back when. Um, all right, gentlemen, uh, Silk, you have song of the week, so so think about it. Um, as always, go support sure. our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit alumnihall.com or go visit them on Archer Road right off of 75, right near the Chick-fil-A that has three different drive-thrus. Uh, so anything that you could want from apparel to accessories to tailgating supplies uh, for all ages, um, from big to small, old to young, whatever you might need for the Gator fan in your life, go visit Alumni Hall dot com tell you tell them your friends from stadium and gale sent you their direction so song of the week uh i'm gonna go with uh mind my business by d smoke let that marinate in your spirit a little bit man okay. nice little jingle nice little jingle um nick so okay anything before we head out of here Shout out to Brandon, man. You and your boy, you from Clueston. If you from Weston's hometown, man, a lot of muck in the building, man. I'm from Belglade. I had a lot of lies about Weston when he first got there. Didn't I out. think we all did. I think we yeah. all did. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Well, we will see you guys at the same corner, maybe slightly different time next week. Have all a right. great rest of your day, and we'll see you guys soon. Stay out the way until you know where you are Tell the coach to lay out the play and play it close for each yard Other niggas gon' ride your way, just stay afloat and keep calm Still be ready to catch a fade and play the role of a warrior Life will throw distractions every altitude Always keep your word like the Beatitudes even when absurd people throw evil in your world Keep them a safe distance away from all your avenues, avenues. My little cousin and they call him Fantan I taught him all he know, that's my little man man I bought him all new clothes and told him Either way it goes, you better stay down with your clothes Do what you can, can Cause they gon' try to ruffle you feathers Fuck with you, never budge Cause you better stay in line like knuckles You clever, much as you can 
no substitute Listen, shit, I told them haters bye-bye, bitches I just stay in my lane and mind my business I ain't interested in fly-by riches from the sidelines That's why I mind my business Mind my, mind my, mind my, mind my I just mind my business Mind my, mind my, mind my, I just mind my business 25 hours every day I search my soul to reach up There ain't no coward in my frame I make my foes my seesaw Tunnel vision, I'm in my lane Away I go, I won't stop Hundred million tucked in the safe The case is closed, I'm a warrior My wife came in my life, drove me to sanity Distinguish between the sweetest and vanity Coffee, no cream, are killing me softly I need the energy, call me old-fashioned But in the canopy I be getting what these hoes promise And can't deliver Ain't got no canvas, won't paint a picture Ain't got no time for they faint attempts My little house is straight, made of bricks Climbed a mountain and made a river They gon' try to ruffle you feathers Fuck with you, never budge Cause you better stay in line like knuckles You clever, much as you can, no substitute Listen, shit, I told them haters, bye-bye, bitches I just stay in my lane and mind my business I ain't interested in fly-by riches from the sidelines That's why I mind my business Mind my